Welcome back, everyone. So excited to be on the podcast today. I have with me a very special guest, another one of my BFFs, Limari Navarro, who I've known for quite some time. I guess, I'm, I mean, it's got to be over a decade at least now. Same with kind of like with my other BFF, Mello. And she has an incredible story. She has uh, just beautiful giftings that I have seen <laughs> in her life. And I've watched mm-hmm. her. I've admired her for a very long time. I just want to introduce you all to this very special guest. And um, what we're going to be talking today is on chasing significance. And she's going to get into that with us. But before that, you want to say hi to everyone really quickly, Mari? Hello. I am so happy to be on here. <laughs> so exciting. So we yeah. are like two little giddy high schoolers right now. We're like <laughs> getting our water, getting our, I'm yeah. laughing because... She just renovated her bed, her master bedroom at her home mm-hmm. in Indiana, and yes. um, her closet can be literally it can be an office, y'all. Like this thing is ginormous, <laughs> and she, you know, I see her like walking to and fro, um, in and out of her closet, and I'm like, dude, that thing is ginormous. But talk about like the perfect setting for this right now. It's, it's great sound absorption with all my clothing in here. (laughs) It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Well, before we get started, before we we dive right in, because we are going to just dive right in, Limadi, I do want to share kind of for our audience just to kind of let them know a little history about you and just share a little bio on you. So I'm going to formally share this with y'all. Limadi is a national speaker. She's a blogger. She is extremely passionate about God's word, which I love so much about her. Uh, Her life's message is to make Christ known and to proclaim the hope and freedom found that is only in Jesus. And Limadi is very passionate about women's discipleship, which both Mm. of us are very (laughs) passionate about that. Uh, Seeing women set free to experience the intimacy of the father's love. God has seen fit to use her story of redemption, forgiveness, and grace to help point others to the cross of Jesus Christ. And Limadi's greatest joys is being a mother of five. Not one, not two, not three, not five. (laughs) The names are Julian, Marcos, Jeremiah, Anaya, and Ada. Her daughter, her youngest, uh, just, she just sent her off to college. I'm about to do that with my oldest so we're sharing that season together and it's been emotional and exciting but she is married to her high school sweetheart y'all tony navarro amazing man of god we love you tony 24 years my goodness 24 years i'm about to hit seven in my marriage and man you are you are just like a like in the military i'm thinking what is that the highest ranking <laughs> would be like you're a sergeant you're a sergeant in the married life and they both have a passion for pouring into marriages they're part of the speaker team of family life ministries where they do weekend to weekend to remember uh where they speak nationally and uh, they speak into marriages and they bring hope to so many marriages that are broken out there and so much more i have seen you i mean that's 
and there's more. That's what I want to say. Like everyone, and there's and more. There's more. I'm, like, I'm like, wow, she sounds amazing. Who is that? <laughs> oh goodness! You know, you know, just reading that just reminds me of just just God's grace on your life, and um, hmm. just even thinking about the different hardships that you've experienced that I've been a witness to, and just seeing how you have allowed the Lord to uh, Mm. mold and shape you and use you despite it is just, Mm -hmm. it's a real honor to be your friend and your sister in the Lord, Limo. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to just say that and for all the world to hear, you are special to me personally. And and like I shared in a previous episode, I am very jealous of my friendships. They're sacred to me. (laughs) And so to share you with everyone else, is a little difficult, but for the glory of God, they need, they need it. They need it. We need to bring it to them. And so I'm going to share this, you know, I want to say maybe a few months back, you know, I was talking with you and uh, I was asking you a question. It was, it was based upon a dream that God had given me some months ago where I kind of wanted to throw in the towel with the whole podcast idea And the Mm -hmm. Lord gave me a dream and he showed me a dream where he said, I want you to sit with the women in your life and women that you value. And I want you to ask them what, if you can share one thing with the world, what what would be your life message? And when I had that conversation with you, you said, oh yeah, easy chasing significance. And I was like, wow. Okay. And really I I, I want you to share, but I kind of just wanted to set the tone with, with that, like, okay, Mm. what is that chasing significance thing all about? Like if you can kind of just share, what does that mean to you? And what exactly do you mean by chasing significance? Yeah. Um, it, it came so easy to say that it was chasing significance because it has been the reoccurring theme or message that the Holy Spirit has taught me. And it's this lifelong, at least for me, has been this lifelong chase of finding enough in Jesus. Hmm. But chasing significance is chasing meaning, chasing importance, chasing purpose, chasing belonging and it's this chase of trying to find something that's missing Mm. right and it's or like I just missed it like I'm just out of reach of this thing that I'm looking for and although these long these longings that are in us like because I would say this is not just a woman thing this is a human thing like you know like totally humanity is looking for this longing right and it's these longings aren't bad in it of themselves because these longings are, are actually placed there by God. Like he placed Mm. them there so that in our chasing, we find him. Mm. So this pursuit that we're looking for oftentimes, even as believers, Mm -hmm. when we have found Jesus, when we have found the meaning of life in Christ, we still have these like these pursuits of like, well, there has to be more outside of Jesus. And for me, this reoccurring theme has been when I'm looking for those things outside of him, he always takes me back to the lesson like, okay, I'll give it to you. You'll reach the summit. You'll reach those moments and find them empty because Mm. what you're looking for is me, you Mm. know? And so, yeah, I think that all of us have that 
desire to find the missing thing, you know, this missing thing. Right. And the, and the thing is, um, in our pursuits, we have to go through a lot of counterfeits. Sure. We have to go through a lot. Because how do you know what's real? How do you know what's real? Well, even with that, you know, you're sharing and I feel like, you know, this is kind of like by default, we do this as an unbelieving person, but why do you think that we do that even as believers? What is it that we are missing or we're not? Do you think it's lack of discipleship? Do you think it's lack mm-hmm. of encounter with God? Like, what is it What is it that you have kind of, I guess, wrestled with in your own personal life where you have found like, you know, like us in the church that we deal with this? Because yeah. it's kind of almost assumed like, okay, if you're in the world, like it's the thing you do. But what mm-hmm. about us as as far as like those who are in Christ? Like, what would you say to someone like that? Yeah, I think for me personally, in my personality, there have been empty places in me that they come up as I journey with God. And when they come up, I, for some reason, just my humanity, the fact that we chase after things outside of God. If you think about God's people, sure. he was constantly calling mm. them back to himself. And he he was yeah. constantly rebuking them for their idolatry. Just those things that kind of slip into first place. Like it just yeah. happened so casually. Mm. You know? And um, and I think for me, it's been like, okay, those little empty places, like Limari, you need to find your satisfaction in me. I think about like the the John 15, where it talks about the vine. And, you know, Tony and I, we just, we planted a little bit of a vineyard in the back of our land. Oh, <laughs> we have an acre nice. of land. That so huge not, land you got back there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't call it necessarily a vineyard, but it's two <laughs> vines of grapes, right? Nice. And we were kind of cleaning up the vines and, you know, um, trying to get them on stakes and getting them to wrap around these mm-hmm. wires and all of that. And there was a lot of dead branches, like brown ones. They just didn't have green, you know, yet they were still attached. And I think in our walk, we we have those branches in our lives that God is trying to prune off of us. Come on. But oftentimes in that pruning, we're trying to find those dead branches or those dead things inside of us are trying to find satisfaction right. outside of the vine. And so that's yeah. why, that's why the, you know, John 15 says, I am the vine and you yeah. are the, you know, you are the, the branches. The, the you branches. can do nothing apart from me. <laughs> apart from me. And so that's why I said my, literally my life um, message is you can't do anything without me, Limari. And you know, what's crazy is that this, Chase began in the garden. Okay, let, let, let's Good. look at Eve Teach as us. a great example, Come on. right? Teach us. She, <laughs> she walked in the garden with God Himself. Okay, talk about Christians. We're we're believers. We know Jesus. He lives in us. We walk with Him. She walked in the garden with God Himself, mm. and yet there was something in mm. her that was My chasing goodness. something more outside of God. Yes. And He provided everything she needed. Yeah, everything she needed. And He He's like, you know. She was trying to find the more outside of the one who created her. And then what the Mm -hmm. enemy does is he dangles this carrot right in front of us. Like there's more outside of God. He's holding out on you. Right. Right. And so she took the bite. But we do that. Like as believers, we take the bite of everything else when Mm -hmm. God is enough. And so I just think about that's where the chase. And even thinking about Eve, you know, she didn't have a reason to question anything outside of goodness. Right. 
Why would she? She's only has ever had anything from God that has been good. But, you know, God did, did give her and, you know, her and Adam specific instructions. Don't touch this tree. Yeah. And they touched it, you know, right. um, that deception is real and it is alive today. Right. Very alive. That God, is, that God is holding out on you. That God that is holding missing. out. That something's, that something's missing. missing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. Is there a specific time in your own life where you felt like this was like, like the absolute thing that you struggled with hands down? Like, is there... Mm. you know, a, a story or a testimony that you have in your own personal journey where, you know, when you think about this, what is it that comes to mind immediately? Mm. Yeah. I would and how did that. you, and how did you, and how did you get back to, you know, where you needed to be and in, in finding the Lord as enough, you know, how did you get out of that? You know, what were some practical things even that you did? Um, I feel like, well, just to say where my, my chase began, um, was I was a little girl and I remember this, I remember this picture, this moment in my mind vividly. Like I was a little girl staring up and like to the sky. I loved the stars, you know, and I used to look at the stars and there was something inside of me that thought this was so big, right? Like this is so great. And there has to be something out there that I'm missing. Okay. So there was this longing in the little girl's heart and, um, looking at the stars, I'm thinking, it's greater, you know, it's, it's grand and, and I'm missing it. And I also at the same time felt very alone and mm-hmm. felt misplaced as mm-hmm. a little girl. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't belong, like I didn't fit in, like, and for those of you who don't, like, they don't know is that um, at two years old, my dad left me mm-hmm. and I had these longings for someone to tell me that I wasn't flawed that I belonged, that I was known, that I was seen that, but because he left, I felt like there was something in me that was insignificant, that he didn't want me. Right. And, and I feel like there's so many people, even people who may be listening to this today, who feel like that, like emotion, this emotional lack or spiritual Mm -hmm. lack that they're sitting, you know, right now listening to this and saying like, yeah, I don't feel significant. And so what happens is mm. we try to find our significance in success and striving and works and performance. And all of those things are empty. And so yeah. when I became a believer and I did find satisfaction in Jesus, right? How old were you when you came to know the Lord? I was 21 years old. Wow. And walk I was us through that. Walk us through that. Yeah, I was 21 years old and talk about chasing significance my whole life. My chase led me to so many mm. dark places. Yes. Um, I'm like familiar you- with them, <laughs> with some of them. But please, if you can share some of that. So some of it, uh, the insignificance was looking for love in all the wrong places. And so I looked for it in men. And um, as a result, was left brokenhearted. Mm. Um, um, I felt like I wasn't somebody's number one. I always wanted to be somebody's number one. And so I settled for being the side chick for a lot of things. Like Ooh, in girl. my life. And, Talk and about that it. was my story. And as a result, I ended up at 17 years old, pregnant mm. with a man who did not even want me. Mm. And I was abandoned as again, this abandonment. Yeah. Again, I'm insignificant. Right. Why doesn't he want to be with me? 
there's sure. something flawed in me. There's something wrong with me. Pregnant. Yeah. And so 17 pregnant um, with my oldest son, Julian. Mm-hmm. And um, now I meet my then husband and it was a very turbulent relationship. I end up pregnant. And um, even in that, like, even in between our relationship, the partying scene, trying drugs, trying alcohol, all these things that left me empty. And at 21 years old, I end up at this small church and I'm pregnant with my second son. Wow. And I'm not married. Which is Marco. Which is Marco's. Mm-hmm. And then I hear for the first time the gospel message. And oh, man. Uh, my wow. first thought was, I can't even love myself because I'm flawed, right? Mm-hmm. How could God possibly love someone like wow. me? And I was wow. sitting in the, the seat of a pew feeling broken, mm-hmm. feeling, um, I always mm-hmm. say, just an empty shell of a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was there that I... Girl, se me pare los pelo. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, for the first time, heard about this sacrificial love. Like, what? someone mm-hmm. would sacrifice for me. Like, he loved me and... I had this moment with God that I was like, if that is who you are, then I want to give you all of me. And I surrendered my life to Jesus at 21. And I just began this love affair with Mm. God, with his, with his word and getting to know him more. And so that was where my chase left me. But the beautiful thing is I had to go through a lot of counterfeits to find the real thing. And I think about the woman at the well, right? Sure. Jesus sure. was like, what you looking for? He's like, give me some water because I know all you're chasing. <laughs> all of that left you insignificant. It left Santos. us to four relationships. Yep. I mean, the fifth one not being her husband. And Jesus knew she was on her chase. And yep. she stopped her chase at the well because she found the one who satisfies. Girl left her bucket and everything. Yes. Yes. He, he literally... Changed her into a like the first evangelist. She went into the town and shared with everyone in the town that you you need to hear about this man and told me everything about me. You yeah. know, so she had to been there for a hot minute for him to share quite extensively about her life. Who basically what we call I know in the circle that I you know uh, uh, that I'm in, we kind of talk about it as like reading her mail, right? Like oh, he yeah. knew all her personal business. Like uh, only someone you know who knows God would know some of those things that are like in, like right in secret, like the deep, our deepest things, like our thoughts and things mm-hmm. like that. Like who else mm-hmm. would know that but God? You know, right. for that encounter was, a, you know, so transformative. It changed yeah. the way she walked, and and I want to say this like that encounter that you had in that pew that day, you know, at 21 years old, pregnant, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it changed your walk. You, you Mm -hmm. didn't walk the same after that. Now I know you mentioned counterfeits, which I always love the analogy that they use, like how, like bankers, when they're messing with, you know, dealing with money, you know, they Mm -hmm. say, you know, the best way to figure, find a counterfeit is by dealing with the real stuff. They have them deal with the real stuff consistently and often. And, and, you know, it's very, it's much more prominent. Right. And then they throw a counterfeit in there and that's how they catch it. Yeah. it's only because they're dealing with the real thing on a consistent basis. Come on, come yeah. on. 
We got to yes. know the real thing, baby. And it ain't yes. Coca-Cola. Okay. The right. real thing is Jesus. And until yes. you are cultivating and walking through that process, I know for a long time for myself, that significance, I feel like, you know, at young believers, it's something that we can be, you know, in for a while because we're trying to figure out our new identity in Christ. And we have a lot of hiccups along the way and, and, and our, re- our minds are not renewed yet and things like that. But one thing that I remember the Holy Spirit um, showing me one day is that, you know, I was chasing after the Lord. And right when I was about to get a breakthrough, mm. I like kind of threw in the towel and I would I would mm. like turn away from whatever I whatever things I was chasing with the Lord. And I there were counterfeits that I was chasing. Yeah. They were broken things yeah. that could not bring me satisfaction, uh, namely right. relationships with men and mm-hmm. I remember crying again, asking the Lord, like, I don't want to hurt like this. My heart was so broken. And the Mm -hmm. Lord is like, look, every time I'm about to get you like some real breakthrough, you turn and you veer off. You got to stay with me. You got to stay with me. And in that moment, it felt like eternal, like it felt like forever. Right. Like, yeah, you know, I think about my kids, you know, and I'm sure you experienced this too, you know, waiting. Come Mm. on, let's talk about the waiting. Mm. We're all waiting for something in every season, something we're waiting for it. And a lot of times, you know, we can be very impatient. Mm -hmm. That was me. You know, we're very impatient because we're so wanting to see the results. But God Mm. is after something that's long term. You know, he wants he wants the he wants the the whole enchilada. Right. Like the whole he wants everything from us. He doesn't want to just, you know, ride with us for a short stint period of time and then leave us to ourselves, which we know doesn't get us very far, you know, it just leaves us, you know, broken all over again. But what would you say for your own life? Like what were some counterfeits? Are there any specific ones that you can unwrap for us? What is it that you think and in, in, in you see in our day today or within the, in the time that you've followed the Lord? What is, what are some counterfeits that as, as believers mm-hmm. fall into often? Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because um, when we become Christians, we then go, like we find Christ and he's satisfied. But then even within the church, we go running after whether it's like, I want to lead or I want Come on. to, I want to have this position or I want to be the worship I'll, leader. Yes. I want to arrive in Christ. Like it's I like arri- this arrival, oh, is, you know, so and it's good. like, no, Jesus is the arrival. Yes. Everything else is just additives. Like, you Come know, on. and it's, it's extra and I, bonus. It's extra. And <laughs> so I feel like for me, that was it for me. Like, you know, this, this longing. And again, I, I have this quote that I have by Ian Morgan Crone, and he's talking about Enneagram score, which I am. And he if says, you're into that, I, Enneagram yeah, four, if you're into that. Um, but I feel like a lot of us feel this way. He says, we feel that there's an unnameable deficiency in us that renders us unworthy of love and relationship. Mm-hmm. And he says, and we always feel like we come up short. And so in the church, I feel like we're constantly, so I have, you know, when we have these deficiencies inside of us, Christ satisfies even those deficiencies. Like, it's like, we have to find him, him as our 
our enoughness in everyday life and our so broken parts, you know? And I think like my, my dad's abandonment of me and God healed me. To, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Don't worry, <laughs> y'all. This won't be the first, or excuse me, the last time we hear from Imani. There's, there's a plethora of things out there that she can share. But yeah, that, that was a huge marker in your life where you yeah. were kind of, God healed me. And, yeah. But I didn't realize the residual little things that it left mm. behind. And so it plays out in my walk with God. So it's kind of like, God, I got to strive to be enough. God, I got to work for your love. God, look at me. I've arrived. God, look, I'm serving. I'm discipling. God, look at me. I'm it's leading good. studies. I'm, I'm, leading. I'm meeting with people. Yes. And God is like, that's not what makes you enough. And that's not going to fill you. I am. That's just an overflow of a result of you being with me and yes. finding enough in who I am. Yes. And so, and I think me, that's I why a lot of people moments. in the church get burned out. Absolutely. Cause they're chasing this even as Christians. Yeah. It's a chase for significance, a chase for, you know, I've arrived or I'm, I'm worthy of love now or worthy sure. of this relationship and striving and striving. And that's why grace, we have to embrace grace every day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think for me, I did have this moment, like within my Christian walk, where I learned a lot of lessons in the valley, but I've also Mm -hmm. learned a lot of lessons on the summit. Mm -hmm. When I have made it Mm -hmm. to these places or these pinnacles that I find like, okay, this is it, you know? I, I'm at my pinnacle, everything I've ever dreamed of, like, this is it, God. And then I get there and I'm like, this is it. That's all God. This is real. I remember actually a quote from you <laughs> that I think of often. And I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was at a woman's gathering or who you were sharing it with, but you said we spend a lot more time in the valleys than we do in the mountaintop moments mm. of our life. So we need to learn how to live in the valley because, you know, until we're with, until we're in glory, right. Until we're in glory, you know, in heaven or until the Lord returns, like we're going to see a lot of things. (laughs) We're going to walk through a lot of valleys um, because this world is broken. The system is broken. The spirit of this age is alive. And, and I think like uh, it's the valleys that help us survive the success of the summit of the mountain peaks because it's a reminder that he was with me in the valley he sustained me there so when I get there I remember that it was him but I remember the Lord um finding a getting to this pinnacle of like yes I made it to um whatever that successful moment was and then feeling like that was empty and like wait I gotta chase whatever it is I gotta chase some more it's exhausting like it's exhausting and God was like Limari, when we're gonna stop doing this? Oh, when, yeah. when, when are when are you gonna find that it's me that you're looking for, even when you found me? But I want to read this because I found this scripture in the Message Bible. Tell Philippians us. Read 4. it. Come on. This thing will preach. Okay. Come on. It says the very credentials these people are waving around as something special. So you um, said Philippians four. I'm sorry, Philippians three, okay. verse three through eight or through, through nine. Okay. And it's Paul. 
And he's saying the very credentials these people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash. Mm. Along with everything else I want to take credit for. And why? Because of Christ. Yes, Mm. all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand. Everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog Come on. That's like, (laughs) period. (laughs) And then he says, I've dumped it all in the trash so that I can embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I don't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules. Again, Mm -hmm. these are counterfeits. Yep. When I can get a robust kind that comes from trusting Christ, God's righteousness. And so here's Paul. Yeah. A man who, if you want to talk about a man who knows what it is to get to the summit, everything that he ever strived for, he he studied under the best um, teachers. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, a Hebrew of Hebrews. And he was he was like at the top of his game. And he said, I know what it is to be successful. Everything I look for, he says, all of that, that I thought I was looking, the the arrival, the place of like, I've made it, the place of significance is insignificant. It's dog done. Yes. It doesn't come with knowing Jesus Christ, you know? (laughs) And yes, I know. Kaka, kaka. Kaka, poo guys. When I preached this at a woman's retreat and I said, it's like caca. They all just start cracking up, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And we know, you know a thing or two about caca. You're changing diapers right now. (laughs) Yeah. Talk about it. You know, that beautiful baby as long as. That beautiful baby. (laughs) That's the part of the baby. When you see them in the corner and five minutes later, you know, it's time. Hi, I'm dealing with that with Uriah. He's two and he's still, you know, has to, he's not potty trained yet. And we haven't, you know, tr- we haven't shifted gears yet for that. Um, mm. So, but you know, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'll spare our before. audience. We all know. <laughs> but you know, I'm going to be a grandmother soon. So yes, I you are. To mention that. Yes. 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 Imani <laughs> is going to be a grandma for the first yes. time and the baby is due when the baby is due October 9th and I'm going to wow, be that in is the right. delivery room. Come on. So cool. Yes. yes. Oh, with her beautiful daughter, <laughs> Ada, uh, which is yeah. another story that yes. is, um, and, and I'm sure another podcast, uh-huh, another podcast, <laughs> but even just even talking about Ada and thinking about the women that you've poured into on an mm-hmm. individual basis, you know, yeah. I'm sure this is something that you're constantly pointing them back and away from and helping them navigate through that, uh, right. that, that uh, significance that they might be chasing, which, which really is, I, I, I don't know, maybe an identity crisis, or perhaps um, they find their identity in something that's other than the Lord. Yeah. Um, how has that process been with you? I, I know that, you know, I've seen, you know, the Lord's work and I've been uh, privileged to see that 
and your family, but even for our audience member, maybe we have um, some moms out there, spiritual mothers, Mm -hmm. where they see that they're either their children are chasing something that is outside of Jesus. What would you say to those women? Yeah, I, I think like, it's so cool because you can live a living faith in front of your children so that they can see the real thing that you're encountering the real thing. And um, I just recently, like you said, I sent my daughter off to college and she, she left her Bible behind. And so I was so worried as a mother, like, Oh, she doesn't want God. And oh, she doesn't want her Bible. And and then she calls me and she's like, I love my Bible. Like, so it was a mistake. So I, I, you know, dropped it off because she's only like a couple, like 20 minutes from me. And she called me that week and she's like, mom, I've, I've been doing what you do. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, I'm getting up early. I'm making coffee and I'm spending time with the Lord, praying and reading the Bible. And Mm. so there's something that happens to a mom's heart. Like when you exemplify that or show them that, man, I have a daily need for God. Mm. They're going to eventually, that'll rub off. You don't have to preach that down. You don't have to shove that down their throat. It'll rub off. Mm. And just to see my Praise daughter wanting yes. the real thing, you right. know, and finding right. her satisfaction in Jesus. Um, but I, I would, I guess my, my encouragement to someone who's going through this chase, like someone who's in their chase, like, okay, trying to find their significance in things outside of Christ or someone who's listening here, who has not surrendered their life to Jesus, your yeah. chase will come to an end when you find Jesus. And then, the chase continues even as a Christian. So the chase is to know him more, to abide. Mm -hmm. And so I would say like John 15, I just, I would read it. It says, he says, live in me, make your home in me. This is John 15. I think it's verse four. Yeah. Verse four, make your home in me just as I do in you. And this is the message Bible (laughs) in the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself but only by being joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit unless you're joined to me. And then if you jump down, he's, he's basically saying, stay connected. And then verse nine says, I loved you the way my father has loved me. Make yourself at home in my love. And, and I think Mm. about this idea of if you are separated from the vine and you're not abiding then you're not going to find significance. You're not going to find contentment. And social media has heightened comparison. It has heightened the fear of missing out. Yes. um, Competitiveness. Yes. And we have this filter on, right? Literally a filter. Yeah, That the grass is greener. Come on. In somebody else's life. Come on, yes. And that I'm missing out. And all we see of people is their highlight reel, right? The best of the best, the the counterfeit. Like, look at my summit. We don't see their valleys and and we need to find joy and contentment. Like God has me where I'm at right now. And whenever I stop being content, whenever I stop being thankful, all of a sudden what what takes place is comparison, grumbling, Totally. And all of a sudden we're like, God, I'm missing out. You're withholding something from me. Why did you give that person? That? Sure. Why did you give her that? And God is sure. like, just like Eve, don't you see everything I've given you? 
<laughs> right. That jealousy yep. and envy yes. and all of those different things that the that the word tells us, like, look, you know, keep inventory, guys, of, of those things that are coming up. And uh, I think even, you know, as you're sharing that, I just think of like, we fall more so into those pitfalls of, of like staying in those places. Because let's be honest, like, when we see somebody who's not following the Lord, or we see or we find out like, you know, so and so is not, you know, they're like, revolting or rebelling that didn't start yesterday yeah that didn't start yesterday there's been something that's been happening over a period of time that has trickled in they've been having cafe con leche with the devil like i like to say they've allowed maybe some footholds to come in or you know there hasn't been you know they've gotten short-sighted perhaps you know, mm. where they're not really getting the, the the bigger perspective. Maybe they've gotten, you know, uh, isolated. I think about, you know, us being in this pandemic and how many people have been isolated and, mm. and, and how many people have not been able to be significant, so to speak, right? Like all of those things that made them what they thought was significant, right? Their jobs, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, things, you know, even in the church, you know, maybe, you know, preaching in front of, you know, uh, a group of people, all of these things that may make you feel significant, all of a sudden, that is no longer, you know, something that you're doing, even going to church on a Sunday, like, people think like, I've done this. And and now I feel significant, you know, but Mm. now you got to be behind a screen. And there's no real proximity with people. You know, there isn't that lack of being vulnerable and all of those things, like all of those things. And, you know, the word talks about, you know, for us not to isolate ourselves because the Mm -hmm. enemy comes. Right. And so Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, those people who, you know, where we see them maybe have, um, you know, they're not abiding anymore. But then, you know, I, I always think like, look, this is when we see those those things happen in people's lives. Like I always immediately I'm like okay well what it's not what happened yesterday is something that happened along the way and maybe they started to believe a lie yeah drift yes yes that's so good you know so Mm -hmm. how do we keep our guard up with those things you know is Mm -hmm. is having life on life relationships enough you know be you know Mm -hmm. having you know a lot of people will talk about you know accountability and all those things and I agree absolutely we need those things but I even almost feel like uh, I was having a conversation with my leaders at, at our church. Um, and I, I remember having a conversation of just that lack of the fear of God. Mm. People do not fear God. No. And that lack of fearing God will put you in positions where you just don't care about the things that you should be caring about. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? What are your thoughts on stuff like that? I, when you were when you were talking, I just I thought about the C.S. Lewis quote that mm. says we are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us, mm. like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum ah. because yes. he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are mm. far too easily pleased, and I think. A lot of it is we're being wow. pleased again with the counterfeit. Um, and, you know, in the Old Testament, God tells the people, he says, you are broken cisterns 
that cannot hold water. That that's yes. what you settled for. And I think there's a combination of things that we need to do. And I think, yes, we need to be in community. We need accountability. Not only community, okay? Because we could be in community with some folks that don't want Jesus. Okay? Come on. You want to be around some, some half-hearted, right? You, you're around mm-hmm. half-hearted saints who are mm-hmm. eating mud pies and mm-hmm. you're wondering why you, you are, you know, struggling. That's good. You need to be surrounded with some people who are wanting the more of God, who are abiding in God. Your, your sisterhood needs to be surrounded with women who are going to push you to, um, to, the, to the presence of God, right? And so I think, good. yes, we That's need good. that. We need accountability. We need each other for growing. We need to find joy again in his presence. So, you know, the Bible says, I've tasted and seen that the, that the Lord is good, but we forget because we're forgetful people. So it's almost like God reminded me again of what it is to find joy in your presence, but I can't because I'm eating mud pies, right? To remind me about the holiday at the sea. Like, Come you know, uh, I, yeah. I don't want to go to, you know, we used to have a beach um, in, in <laughs> Chicago that we call Mahoney Beach. And- <laughs> Humble Heights, Humble, humble Park, Heights. you know, and I call it Humble Heights. People are like, "Where's that?" I'm like, "It's Humble Park," but I, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I would rather, I would rather be at Greece with the white sand and clear waters yes. than Humble Heights, right? Yes. And we're having mud pies there when God is like, "Remember the holiday at the sea, where I am, where you're abiding in me, finding your joy in me, yes. um, and and then find contentment again." So if you're grumbling and you're complaining and all you see is the half glass full. Those are markers. Those are markers. Those are are signs. Yeah. Right. Those are the things that remind us like or or alert us that something is off. Like we should alert us. They should alert us. But we are like subconsciously we do that. I mean, even me, like, Mm. I mean, subconsciously I could be doing that without even thinking like I, I'm not conscious that I'm doing that. That's why that self-awareness is so important. It's so valuable. Um, and you know even what? I, when, I've, I've had this thought of like, when you say that it's like, even me, the self-awareness, I've had this thought of like, man, I, I consider myself to be a really is God awareness. Let's be honest. Yes, God awareness. It needs to yes. be God awareness. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm like, you know, I, I consider myself to be a mature Christian. Right. And even I have days, where I slip into the drift and I don't find my satisfaction in Jesus. And I go, man, I can't imagine the people, you know, that have not spent time with the Lord for months or weeks. And it's like, I have a couple of days and I'm like, man, I feel far from you, God, bring me back. So I think it's not only asking God for the joy again, but no, yes. Asking him for the joy again, because we can't cultivate that in it of ourselves. That is a work of the spirit of God. Totally. And asking God to link me up again to you and find joy in you. But um, I think also getting to the to the table again of I love what um, Ann Voskamp, she mm. says the Eucharisto, where mm. it's the, the 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 breaking of the bread and thanking God for the cross again, thanking him Thank for the yes. grace of the blood yes. and reminding ourselves of the cross. Keeping the cross before us. Absolutely. We can't just be one and done with the cross, y'all. That is just a constant. I love what uh, 
Carol Hugh being one of our leaders from my church, um, she says, you know, like we, we, we face as when we're born again, we face the ultimate cross. Right. But then mm-hmm. in life itself, we face like all these little crosses along the way. And yeah. we should, we should always be, you know, having that reminder of his sacrifice and what he's done for us mm-hmm. ever before us. It's so yeah. important. Uh, it's so, so good, Limari. You know, you were sharing something earlier about, you know, our not just having communion with people around us, but with the right people. And I was reminded mm-hmm. of this verse in Proverbs 13, verse 20, that says this, walk with the wise and become wise. Amen. I- Associate yes. with fools and get in trouble. That's the <laughs> NLT version. And you're going to get in trouble. What, what the mama used to say, tell me who you're hanging out with, right? I'll tell yep. you who you're becoming. Yup, in Spanish. I ain't going to butcher it. Dime lo que right. lo que tu, tu anda y yo te digo who you, yeah, that thing. I'm going to have to I'll butcher it. Spanglish, Spanglish. Spanglish. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who you really are. That's what it was. Yeah. The other thing that I'm laughing about as you're sharing, like, you know, when we disconnect and we go adrift, right? Like, when we start drifting off, like um, we're not even even realizing that we drifted and we do like kind of look up like, how the heck did I get here? I'm laughing. I'm reminded of somebody that posted a picture. I don't know if you notice if you have an iPhone, if you haven't been in an app in a long time, when you click on it to open it, it tells you that it needs to re-download because you haven't been in it. Basically, the app has to upload in your phone again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he and this person had a screenshot of the version Bible app. And that message came up that they hadn't been in it and it was re-downloading. <laughs> and, I guess, and, and like the caption was like convicted. Like you want to talk about conviction. Your Bible app is saying you got to re-download this sucker because you ain't been in it in a hot minute. If that'll convict yeah. you, I right. don't know what I- will. That reminds me of a meme I saw a long time ago. It's the picture of like um, um, the bloody Jesus, like he has the crown of thorns and he's sitting in a director's chair. So I guess it's the passion of oh, the Christ. Yes. And he's talking to someone and it's like me trying to explain to Jesus why I deleted the Bible app. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord, help us. Help, help us. But oh. but I love I do love on that same thread is just that. And Voskamp says that deep joy is found at the table of Thanksgiving. Mm. But how much more is deep joy found in the table surrounded with people yes. who are thankful, yes. surrounded with people who are chasing Jesus, yes. you know? Absolutely. So I think I that, love that, that that is important. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, I know we can be on here for hours at a time, but, um, <laughs> you know, I know folks, got other things to do and they maybe they've ha- they'll have to pause this a couple times in their within their day to make sure that they get all the nuggets that you done shared with us today but um i'm just wondering if you can just uh even just pray for you know those mm-hmm. who are listening and might mm-hmm. feel like they're hearing all of these words and laughing in between but really feeling like the weight of like how did i get here like yeah I drifted. I don't even know where, where, when it started. Um, mm. I'm wondering if you could just even just pray for those who um, needs to um, turn their gaze back to Jesus. Yeah. 
Sure. I would love to. Father, I just thank you for that, that you are with us right now, that you have spoken and that you're speaking. And Lord, there's people who are even listening right now that you have perhaps just brought some things to surface. And so God, I pray that um, you would show them that everything that they're looking for is found in you, that you are enough for the deep needs inside of them. Lord, help them to find their significance in being yours and being called a child of God. Um, Lord, I pray for those who are eating mud pies when you're offering them a holiday at the sea, that they would find and taste again that you're good. Lord, those who have drifted off, draw them back, Lord. And even that they would say, God, put a short leash on me. I don't want to stray from you anymore. Mm. I want to abide in you. Teach me to abide. Help me to to be a person who has perfected abiding. That that when I slip away, that I will slip again back under you and abide and make my home in you. And so, God, in that place, show them that you are the one that meets those deep wells inside of us and you fill us with a water that overflows and only from that place God the overflow God that we can give people good things that you have given us thank you Lord that you've given us everything we need that we don't have to settle for counterfeit or comparison and Lord help our hearts to be thankful thankful for everything you've done for us but ultimately thank you for the cross and the, 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 the crucifixion, the resurrection, and that you laid down your life for us yes. because that's how much value you saw in us, that you would give your only son for our salvation, mm-hmm. God. I pray, Lord, that, that we would know and sense your nearness. I thank you, Lord, mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Limadi, oh, you are such a gift to me. I love you so, so much. Love you. And, um, uh, y'all, y'all going to have to listen to this a couple of times to really let <laughs> it set it settle in and take inventory mm-hmm. about what we've talked about today and, and that abiding, uh, go back, yes. go listen to your Bible app or read over John 15. <laughs> Redownload it. Redownload, Redownload it. Oh, Lord. We're just going to trust that it's because you've been using your old fashioned hand Bible. That's all. That's all. Yes, We're going to yes, trust that yes. that's what it's been this whole time. Well, I just, again, I want to thank you so much for joining me, uh, Limari. And I want to thank the audience for joining us on another yes. episode of Journey Together with Ritz. Make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast that would be awesome and uh until next time we will talk soon bye everyone okay we gotta jump back on here because i cannot believe that i almost forgot (laughs) to share the most incredible news about this woman first of all you can find her on social media. Um, I will make mm-hmm. sure to put in the show notes um, all of her handles on how you can connect with her. You can also, um, she is, uh, I don't know, you haven't launched a website yet, but not yet. It, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Her new website <laughs> is, going, is, is in the works at the moment because 
she is working on a book. My goodness, how did I miss that? She is writing a book, y'all. Do you want to share a little bit about what it is that you're writing? Yeah, so it's the title of the book is God's Fixer Up for the Restoration of a House in Ruins. And it's um, both my husband and I's take on our marriage story and how God rescued our marriage for the br- from the brinks of divorce and not only res- um, rescued us, but he restored us. And it takes you through that process of Ooh. our restoration. So Come um, on. powerful, y'all. Don't even yes. know the half of it. And like, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll get her on the show again so that she can share <laughs> that testimony about um you know her and her hubby I don't know maybe we can get Tony I don't know you think we can get to- we can convince Tony to get on, uh, absolutely. The, uh, on the podcast yes, he would love that <laughs> that he would be awesome that. we'll have to put it we'll, we'll have to put it on the um calendar but I, I yes. didn't want to leave us um hanging out there without sharing that uh, awesome news so um, make sure you follow Journey with Ritz and then if uh, on Instagram, and then I will make sure to put in what your Instagram handles on the show notes. You can find uh, Limadi with her Instagram is Limadi40 underscore. And then mm. uh, you can also find her Anaya's Window. Okay. Yes. Anaya's Window, her and her hubby. Uh, don't want to forget to mention that they are restorers of mm-hmm. um, furniture. Um, you started like this little uh, business some years ago on taking uh, yeah. old, you know, useless like garbage. I don't know f- mm-hmm. furniture and things yeah. like that. And you and your husband began restoring them. Um, yeah. You want to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So Anaya's Window is a small business that we started by, like you said, restoring furniture, that stuff that's overlooked, tossed out and giving it a new purpose, repurposing it. And it's just a, a picture of what Jesus does for us. And so not, that then developed to building furniture yes. and doing interior design, yes. refreshing people's homes. So Y'all, these people are talented, okay? Yes. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. So I'm going to leave all of her website information, her uh, IG handles, her Facebook. Uh, you can find her blogs and some uh, sermons that she's preached on. And you can get all the Yay. stuff for Limani. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I could not. I could not <laughs> leave y'all hanging like that. So again, yeah. we thank you so much for joining today. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe someone popped in your head while you were listening. If so, make sure to go and share this episode with them. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a review or send me some encouragement. If you're in the IG world, you can follow me there at Journey with Ritz and see tons of adorable pics of my family. Can't wait to connect with y'all. Talk soon.